welcome to the Power Source Podcast, a place where I talk about old school games from new school perspective. It's me, your friendly neighborhood host, Max, and I'm going to talk about something that I know my viewers don't want to hear, but I think the world needs to. Video game movies. This is, I think, the third time I'm talking about this at this point, but I have a lot to say. I just came back from watching Sonic 2 in theaters uh, with uh, subtitles, so it was in the original English uh, dub, and I have a lot to say. It's still fresh in my mind. I might have had more to say if I thought about it a little more, had some more time to think about it, but I need to record this podcast. So here are some notes. So uh, Sonic 2, let me just a big little brief sort of uh, summary. Sonic 2 is a continuation of the first Sonic movie uh, that takes place about a year after the events of that movie. So Sonic is, I guess, chilling and, and being a, a little hedgehog that lives with this couple that adopted him, I guess. And uh, he's kind of living a normal life, but he's trying to be like a crime-fighting superhero and it's not working out. Long story short, he learns to be responsible. Um, and if you don't know uh, who Sonic the Hedgehog is, he is from a series of platforming games made by Sega where you have to basically go as fast as you can, do little loops and, and cross stage, as well as sort of, I guess, completing, uh, you know, getting the, the rings, which are like his coins, or that sort of thing, and getting to the end. Um, I think Sonic 2 is a little bit more complex than that, though I'm not sure because I haven't played many Sonic games. Um, I've not played them at all. I've, I, haven't, I don't even know that much about them. But the character himself is just pretty iconic. I think most people know Sonic and know what he does. And mostly probably recognize his little companions, his little friends too, with Tails, Knuckles, and uh, Amy, Amy Rose. Like, she's not in this movie, but regardless. Um, he's a pretty iconic character, the blue hedgehog that likes to go fast. He's been around since the 90s. Like, he is a pretty iconic character in video game history. So, uh, what about the first movie? I think I, I might have talked about it before. So the first movie had a big controversy because when the trailer came out, people ripped it to shreds because not only did it have such a strange song uh, for the mo- for the trailer, it had Gangster's Paradise, which is everybody was like, what on earth is this? Um, it had uh, Sonic looking very weirdly human. Like they tried to make him too realistic. And the outcry was so large that they went and delayed the movie a couple months to fix it again. To change the character model and just to, to redo Sonic, the, the character model in the movie. And I think it was a great improvement because he looks a lot closer to his cartoony version. Which I guess separates him from the real human world. Uh, and not like the the weird sort of human rat type thing that was in the trailers for the original. Please, if you have time, go and look at the comparison if you haven't already. Because it's a little horrifying. But uh, so, yeah, that was a big controversy with Sonic 1. And a lot of people saw it and said, hey, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Some people were, did not like it. And I, I respect that because... It wasn't a stellar movie, but I enjoyed it and I had fun. The, the characters were, were, it was a new take on Sonic, so but like with a lot of old Sonic lore, you know, kind of in the background, 
with a sort of new relationship with Sonic and these other human characters. Very interesting. And this movie seems to kind of not do anything new. Sonic 2... Okay. So, before I go into the actual this, the story of it, I'm just going to do a little bit of the critique on the uh, sort of the more technical aspects of it. Um, the animation was really stellar, actually. I think with a movie like this, where like the main characters are, are computer-generated, uh, they don't look too out of place in computer-generated environments. So I was like, okay, that's fine. They did a pretty good job. Um, but I did feel like a lot of it was maybe too CGI'd, and that Sonic and the rest of the characters felt really sort of composited into a shot and not part of the world, which is a little disappointing because I feel like the other movie did it better but that might just be nostalgia talking. Um, the acting for the human characters, such as uh, Tom, and I think her name is Sarah. I don't remember what the wife's name is, but Tom's wife. Um, pretty much any other, even Jim Carrey, like the Jim Carrey character, Dr. Robotnik or Eggman, I felt like the acting was so stiff and, and bland, and it kind of broke my heart. Um... But I, I feel like I should have seen that coming because in the first one, and every character that wasn't Dr. Robotnik felt super two-dimensional, very flat, very sort of, you know, B-movie, like not very good, not very good acting. And, um, but, you know, I felt like the charm of, of the first movie, the sort of wackiness of it, Sonic's sort of goofy personality kind of contrasted, it clashed, but... You know, contrast in a good way with the human character's sort of more serious, deadpan, I guess, tone. The, the, the Tom, his name is Tom, he's like the sheriff character, the, the dad figure to Sonic, is very, uh, he's not very goofy, but he's like not very much of anything else, but that kind of lets Sonic shine. But uh, in this one, well, he like, he like tries to have a sort of fatherly relationship with Sonic, but it doesn't it's kind of, it's like not it's weird it doesn't give the have the same vibe anymore because it this feels like more of just like bad the bad things that made the good one funny but now it's like okay we've seen you do the bad stuff can you do the good stuff for now and so it was really bad and even Jim Carrey Jim Carrey in the first movie was excellent I thought he was an excellent Dr. Robotnik in the first film but in this one it felt like I don't know. I don't know if he just wasn't into it or if he just, like, didn't want to do it anymore or what was up with him. But he was just very, like... Because in, in this... In spoilers, but in this movie, he's been kind of trapped on this, like, mushroom planet for, like, two, 200 days, like, almost a year. And then he finally gets back and he's, like, kind of deranged because he's been alone for, for a year on a planet with, like, just mushrooms talking to a rock, you know, a la Wilson. And, um, you know, that he comes back and he's, like, not nearly as unhinged as I wanted him to be. Like, I thought he was going to be, like, crazy, crazy. Like, just, like, sacrificing people. Like, not, like, sacrificing them, like, like bloody sacrifice, but just total disregard for anybody else's safety. And it was, but it felt so limited. Like, I felt like either Jim Carrey wasn't giving it his all or somebody was telling him not to give it his all, which was disappointing. I'd, it also might have been that because he wasn't acting 
to humans and he was acting to CGI characters, he might have just been a little, you know, kind of out of it. It might have been because it definitely felt like he was talking to Air and not talking to Sonic, which maybe, maybe that actually makes it better that he's going so crazy he's talking to the imaginary audience in his head. But I don't know. I felt it kind of ruined him. Um, now the onto the voice acting of the characters. Um, so I really liked Idris Elba as Knuckles, the echidna. I really liked him. I thought he delivered his lines really well. And I wish I wish they would have made him react a little more to the things that occurred. But because sometimes like Robotnik would say something just completely insane and and uh, Knuckles would just like look at him and not even make a facial expression. Which is in, in, you know, in line with his character as a kind of stoic uh, sort of uh, jungle warrior type is kind of what he's coming from. But it was kind of like, oh, I wish, you know, he would have given a little more in those kind of scenes. Maybe the animators could have made him sort of sigh or just be like, what on earth is he talking about? But when he did talk, it was, uh, it was very good. It was very strange to hear, like, because he's like technically like a little kid. Because Sonic is like kind of like a 10, 11 year old kid. And, uh, you know, Knuckles is too. But he's like, sounds like he's got a super deep voice. And it's a little, it's a little goofy. But I think it works out to give him a very serious character. Um, and I really like that. I actually really like Knuckles. Uh, it just held by his Knuckles. That was really great. Uh, Sonic, in the beginning, in the first part, first half, like not first half, but like first quarter of the movie, I felt like he was just really talking really really quickly which for Sonic is I guess kind of in line with his character of you know being fast but just it felt like babbling like I felt like his the jokes he was trying to tell a lot of jokes because all the jokes were b-grade let me rephrase it felt like he was trying to tell a lot of b-grade jokes instead of a couple really good a-grade jokes which uh, I was watching a video on on delivering comedy and it said that you should definitely work towards getting uh, a small amount of really good jokes and not a lot of really bad, like a lot, big amount of really bad ones. And uh, I agree with that because I felt like he was just talking and talking and talking and I, what he said wasn't even funny. But in the latter half of the movie, he, um, not latter half, but in the rest of the movie, he like kind of got better, a little more emotive. Uh, the things he said, he didn't joke as much as the first one because I guess he was like, oh, I'm in real danger this time. But you know, it was he was a little bit more emotive and slowed down a little bit when he spoke. Um, and here's here's where my complaints come in. Oh. Miles Tails Prower. First of all, his name is Miles Prower, as in miles per hour, which when my brother told me, I burst out laughing. But they call him Tails because he's got two tails and they, they spin and he's a little helicopter. Um, he's a little fox that uses his tails to fly. Very cute. But I felt like his voice sounded like other times that Tails has been animated in cartoons and in games and stuff. He sounds like Tails. Will not doubt it. But there was like no character to him. He was so flat, so boring. Just he he was literally just like, oh Sonic, like acting like Sonic is like already his best friend when he barely knows him. And like here's a big thing. On top of the fact that I just didn't like the performance and I felt like a lot of the time, like, Tails could have just kept quiet and, like, the scene could have continued. Um, the dialogue was just 
the, the writing was just not good all around. But so an important thing to, to note is that like Tails tell Tails tells Sonic that once Sonic, I guess in, in the movie, like did something important where he accidentally like overflowed the power grid because of his like speed. Um, Tails said, oh, you know, you're the, the force of that, you know, energy reached my planet and I located you and I've been like watching you from a distance and I wanted to meet you because you were weird and you were ostracized from the people on earth and I felt weird and ostracized from the people on my planet and I wanted to meet you. And, you know, Sonic is like really mature about it. He's like, oh, that's awesome. And like, I'm his hero. But I'm like, I think we should, you know, I would have really liked to see some more conflict between them because it was really just they became besties right away. And I'm like, oh, this doesn't, you know, I would have really liked to see more kind of Sonic being really arrogant and Tails being kind of him seeing Tails as really naive when Tails can actually like take care of himself and isn't just a little kid that can't do anything. And so then kind of Sonic learning to respect Tails and Tails learning to see that Sonic is just as flawed as a person as any person can be. And so that was something that really bothered me because the writing is just not good. And then more writing stuff. Um, the, so essentially at the end of the movie, uh, Knuckles, Sonic, and Tails all become like a little trio and then they defeat Dr. Robotnik and the, you know, the movie continues. But I felt like they... Sonic and Knuckles' relationship was really well developed. Um, throughout the movie, they they have a couple moments where Sonic is like, I'm not your enemy, I don't want to fight you. And Knuckles is like, yeah, but I want to beat the hell out of you. And they even they share a moment where, they're, where Sonic and Knuckles both realize that they're like tribes. So the person that had raised Sonic, which was this big owl named uh, Longclaw, and Knuckles' people, the Echidnas, had been at war over this like super weapon that was a, a big emerald that could like make the anything you thought would like exist. Like it had the power to to make thoughts come to life. And so Knuckles' people and Sonic's the people that raised Sonic were at war for this all the time. And the the people that killed Long uh, Longclaw, Sonic's uh, guardian originally. Uh, were the were Knuckles people and Longclaw even killed one of like Knuckles' father and so they both lost something and it was kind of this shared moment of grief between these two animated cartoon rodents which is a kind of goofy when I say it out loud but it was like I was like hey this is this could be really good and so they had a really good chemistry Knuckles and Sonic had better chemistry than Knuckles and Tails not Knuckles and Tails Sonic and Tails but then Knuckles and Tails had no chemistry until the very end which is why I'm like, I, it would have been really good to see Knuckles and, and Tails work a, together a little more at the end of the movie instead of just kind of, they're like, we have to work together, and they just didn't work together. And so I would have really liked to see them work together uh, a little more at the end of the movie and then kind of solidify the trio of like, these two people are looking out for Sonic, also looking out for each other, and then kind of make their bonding at the very end way more impactful than than just kind of like the we're all besties now okay so <laughs> that was my my grief with the sonic movie so now i'm going to talk about video game movies and where we're going with it just for a couple minutes so as i mentioned on a previous podcast i had some pretty high hopes for where video games as movies was going as a sort of genre. 
and uh, my hopes are now lost. I've decided that I am no longer holding out for a hero in terms of video game movies, that if there's a good one, it's mostly just a fluke because they are either plainly mediocre, funny for wrong for the wrong reasons, or just plain bad. I've also come to the conclusion that the good video game movies, which is what it seems like we're kind of gonna get into now, are the ones that don't just repeat the plot of the video game. And I mentioned this before in my last podcast, where, not my last one, but the last one I did about movies, is that video games are meant to be interactive. That's kind of the whole point of the medium, is, is to be able to make choices to have some sort of impact on the world. It's very it's very critical to, to gaming and to, to the way games are structured. And so making a movie out of the plot of a video game takes away the interactivity that makes that story interesting. So recently, we've been getting a lot of movies that are about video games, but not about the plot of the game itself. Mostly just maybe a, a prequel like Uncharted or sort of a, a, a separate story from the main idea like Detective Pikachu. Um, or even like the Sonic one where this whole idea where he lives in the human world and lives with these two people like this, this whole story about him and and the human people that he lives with and foreign responsibility and like this whole thing that that doesn't happen in the sonic games i know it doesn't and you know it's kind of a different take on the source material and i don't mind it i don't i don't mind it most of the time but there is a certain limit to like how much you can yeah, I guess milk it, and I think we're just gonna reach another cycle because. So, gonna talk about another example. There is a, a movie coming out supposedly this year, twenty twenty two, the Mario movie that doesn't have a title just yet. It's uh, Google calls it the Untitled Mario movie, two thousand twenty two, and it's it's the cast, star studded cast, doesn't look like it's gonna be very good. Because again, Hollywood has a, a sort of uh, tendency to hire actors to be voices instead of voice actors to do that work. Where it's like, that's not good because you need to choose somebody who is who knows that, that area and is not just going to speak into a microphone. Because voice acting and acting with your body are two very different things. But here's what I'm thinking. See... The, the cast, which first of all, is Jack Black as Donkey Kong. No, it's not true. It's Jack Black as Bowser, um, Charlie Day as Luigi, and Chris Pratt as Mario, which surprised everyone because Mario already has a vo voice actor. Charles uh, Matrine, he, he, he all, he's been the voice of Mario since Mario had a voice. And many people were upset. They're like, why would you cast... Chris Pratt to be the voice of Mario. Chris Pratt doesn't, isn't even Italian. He doesn't even have that accent. And Chris Pratt isn't a voice actor. Somebody who's actor and voice actor, for example, um, Luke Skywalker from Star Wars, Mark Hamill. After Star Wars, he, um, did, a, he did a ton, a ton of voice work in a lot of different cartoons. He was the Joker. He was, he was in everything. Pretty much every card he was in, he was in 90% sure he was in Phineas and Ferb. In pretty much any... Yeah, he was he was in Phineas and Ferb as Luke Skywalker and also as another voice, because he had the the talent and he had the 
the the range to to do you know real life acting and then he as another source of as, as like another source of work he did voice acting and he had a talent for that because there's a certain kind of i guess act like special it's a skill you can't just take somebody who knows how to act and put them in a in a room and say do this because it's not the same thing some people can do both but not everyone and not chris pratt regardless it was upsetting to hear that Charles Matronet was going to be replaced by Chris Pratt. It was like, what the heck? But it reminds me of my childhood, which is a very weird thing to say because I'm not that old. Um, but I was, uh, we were in a cousin's house in the United States for the summer. We were in Oregon. And, well, we didn't really have a car. We were just visiting. And we didn't have much to do. But I had my little laptop and I went on YouTube and I found a Mario movie and it was real because it was an hour and 30 minutes like it was a full movie and I said what the heck is this and I sat down with my brother and we grabbed granola bars and we sat down and watched this like 1993 Mario movie and it was the goofiest wackiest thing I'd ever seen and it was awful but it had such a specific charm that it stuck with me and it, it was just like the movies they're making now where it was a sort of derivative of the plot and not a direct copy of it. Uh, where it's essentially, instead of having Mario and Luigi be these sort of like fantasy plumbers helping save the princess or whatever, like in like in the, you know, Mushroom Kingdom, in, instead it had um, Mario and Luigi being two real plumbers in Brooklyn that accidentally get sucked through a portal because... Uh, the guy that, not the guy, the girl that Luigi has a crush on, whose name is Daisy, is, uh, you know, she got taken because she's like a secret princess. And so it was this whole thing where it's like they had to go into the underworld, they had to fight the bad guys, and and Bowser was there, but he looked so nasty because he had all his makeup on, he looked very gross. And it was so, it's like all the names were the same, and some of the characteristics were the same, but it was a completely different thing otherwise. But... It was so charming and it was so goofy. I was like, that was so weird. And I still think about it all the time. That it was such a weird movie, but it stuck with me. And I read the reviews for it after. And a lot of people at the time hated it. And people still don't like it. Because they're like, this isn't, it has nothing to do with Mario. And I'm looking at the movies they're making now. And I'm like, this has nothing to do with anything that, that happens in the game. Which is why I'm like, we should just stop, stop making movies based off games and just give people more creative like liberty to take more risks when they tell stories so that if they want to tell a weird story about two guys going into the sewer and saving a girl because she's secretly the daughter of an evil villain but she has like powers and stuff but they have to slap mario on there so that people like it well i don't that's just awful we should just give people the, the liberty to to just make choices and to be creatively free and on top of that, like what I said, it's just sometimes it it just takes away the, the sort of f freedom you have in playing a game. But yeah, in general, I just think it's really ridiculous that they're just slowly, I guess, moving away from like the truth of these games. But then again, you know, the truth of these games isn't what we want. So the solution is to stop making video game movies. They're just never. They're just not gonna get better because that fundamentally, at their core, they are flawed. And uh, there's gonna be some good ones. There's gonna be some ones that are weirdly charming, like 1993 Mario and Sonic, the first one, not this one. But people are gonna keep watching them because it's the name brand that gets them. So 
That's my critique. Video game movies have not improved. Thank you so much, and have a good day.